Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Odds and End Zones, a podcast feature of MileHighReport.com. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time to sweat it out. Here are your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. Well, Ian, I was going to start the show by saying the Broncos are undefeated in 2023, but I kind of feel like I have to say they're 1-1 one one after finding out that Jim Harbaugh played them, essentially, and got himself a nice little, was it a contract extension or a little bump in pay over at Michigan? I'm disappointed. I thought Harbaugh was the best option for the Broncos, but on to the next. Here we go. On to Sean Payton. Please. <laughs> right, please. That's kind of where we're at. Uh, I think you, I'm going to echo your sentiment that you've been saying all along. Just as long as it isn't Dan Quinn, um, I, I am not. I am with you. I'm not a fan of bringing in Dan Quinn. I don't like uh, his track record. I think that's one of the things that we talked about being so high on Jim Harbaugh for was that he had the track record of turning teams around. He seemed to be uh, the type of guy that could do that. Now we're moving on to the next guy. Sean Payton is the next guy, I think, on everybody's list. He also has a track record of success. Granted, there's some bumps in the road. Granted, there's some uh, sub-500 seasons in there. But he did coach much longer than Harbaugh in the NFL, which is going to give you the opportunity to have some of those issues. So, yeah, I think I think Sean Payton is, is clearly the target. Uh, there's probably concern amongst a lot of people in Broncos country that the compensation is too much. But let's talk to that. Let's speak to the idea of the compensation for being able to bring in Sean Payton, because I think that's a legitimate concern. I just don't no, have that concern. I don't have that concern, but I can see why other people might. I don't. It's a late first round pick. What are you going to get? Because it's coming from the 49ers and the way the 49ers are playing right now, they're more than likely going to win the Super Bowl. That's how dominant they are. Their defense along with that offense, with the weapons, and Kyle Shanahan. So it's going to be it's going to be a low, uh, high 20s, probably low 30s pick. What are you going to get with that pick that's going to impact your roster and this team more than Sean Payton? Answer, nothing. You're not going to get anything with that pick that is going to be more valuable to your organization and the franchise's future than Sean Payton. Don't give me any of this crap about a tackle. Tackles take time to develop. Just look at Garrett Bowles. It takes time to develop a tackle. Oh, and by the way, you need coaching to develop that tackle. 
So don't give me this, well, who's going to block for him? Who's going to coach and teach him? Give me the guy in Sean Payton who, unlike Andy Reid, unlike Bill Belichick, won a Super Bowl in his first chance as a head coach. I think, you know, I think you bring up a really interesting and important point here, and, and it is about compensation. And we have uh, we, we look at uh, betting odds and we look at good bets. Like, we're certainly not going to lay $1.4 million down on the Chargers to win when they're up at halftime just to win eleven grand. Like, that's, that's not, that's not uh, a good thing to do. And I did want to make sure that I brought that up because how dumb was that? I, that guy deserved – he deserved it. That's how I feel about it. I was so angry about that. He deserved to lose that money. Or she, it might have been. I don't know who it was. It might have been a lady. That that's a that's a wealthy individual who doesn't know the history of the Chargers. <laughs> Every single know. person who watched that game, Chargers fan or not, knew the Chargers were going to Charger. As I and tweeted, was Chargers going to Charger. <laughs> that's epic chargering. Like that is epic chargering. It's fantastic but, chargering. Yeah. It and it to be quite honest, it was scary chargering as well because as Bronco fans. We knew, okay, Jim Harbaugh might not at that time might not have been on the horizon, or he might have been on the horizon. But also, Sean Payton was out there, and there is legitimate concern that Sean Payton wants L.A. And if it's the Chargers, the problem, it's the Chargers. Is, the problem is Dean Spanos is cheap, and he's not going to do what it takes to get a head coach like Sean Payton. Right, exactly. But I, I think just to bring it back to my point here about about gambling when. When you're placing a bet, you're you're placing a bet based on value. Hopefully, hopefully you're not just throwing money around and being ridiculous. And if you're going to bet on the success of a, a late round, a late first round pick versus the success of a, a head coach in the NFL with a proven track record, I think the safer bet for success in the NFL is probably going to be Sean Payton as that head coach with the track record of building a team and uh, making it successful versus a late first round pick that obviously if you're a first round pick in the NFL, you've got talent and you can certainly uh, have an impact, but it it's not as sure a bet injuries happen. You've got players that just don't pan out. You've got your Paxton Lynch's out there that convince people that they're uh, talented enough to be in the NFL. And then they just don't have the mental makeup. Right. I think that was always Paxton Lynch's issue. And so to me, when you are making a decision about this and you've got those people out there that go, oh, you, you, we don't have the compensation. We don't have the da-da-da-da-da. Honestly, give them a player if that's what they want. Give I, I know that there's uh, – not to throw Scotty under the bus here, but I know that he's thrown out a few player names. And he's like, give them that guy. And I won't say any names because I don't, I don't uh, think it's fair to you know put him on blast there. But give them a guy who's going to be an impact player for their team – along with whatever draft picks that you can come up with that seems like fair compensation and move on because there are very few players in the NFL that play for the Denver Broncos that are such a high impact player that you wouldn't get rid of them or be willing to trade them to have the rights to Sean Payton. That's just, that's just the truth. And if it's first round draft pick, second round draft pick or two first round picks or whatever it might be, go for it, go for it. And, and we've been saying this all along. This has been the most uh, most important thing that the Penners, the, 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 the Walton Penner group could do. That is make a huge splash at coach. Go get the guy. Make it happen. I'm disappointed they didn't make it happen with Harbaugh. I feel like that was 
Um, that was a bit of a miss, which is why I said they're one and one and not one and zero, even though they are as a football team undefeated in 2023. Yay! So so make it right and go get Sean Payton. That's what I want to see. In terms of compensation, I don't need, you don't need to send them a player. Send them money. The Walton Penner ownership group is the wealthiest ownership group in the NFL. You throw enough money at the Saints, they're going to bite because they're not the wealthiest ownership group in the NFL. You throw enough money at the at the Saints to get Sean Payton, they will bite. And if Sean Payton is really interested in coming to the Broncos, he's going to go to Mickey Loomis and say, make this work. This is where I want to go. And they have a great relationship. So Mickey Loomis would be on board with it. In terms of drafting that player, I said it before, who's going to coach this tackle? Is it going to be the guy who Nathaniel Hackett brought on when he got rid of Mike Munchak? Are we going to go that route? The guy who everyone in the Denver media says was an idiot and had no idea what he was doing? You have to have people to coach these people if you draft them, which they haven't had. So the thing that has stood out to me so much in the playoffs, and I tweeted this, coaching matters. Dan Quinn didn't do it in Atlanta. The only time he had success, he had Kyle Shanahan. As soon as Kyle Shanahan left, what happened? He got fired. Are you going to put your money on him being able to hire another offensive kid like Kyle Shanahan? I'm not. That's not going to sell tickets. And I should say that I originally was on board with Dan Quinn because I thought he was like John Fox. Well, the difference is the owner, the, the current state of the franchise, you're on seven years of not making the playoffs. You're on six straight losing seasons. You have no room for error. John Fox was great. He Peyton Manning may not have come here without John Fox. They did go to a Super Bowl. I will never forgive him for 2012 against the Baltimore Ravens when there were two timeouts and he had Peyton Manning took a knee. I will never, ever forgive him for that. But he did right the ship. But they did have to go back and get another head coach before they won a Super Bowl. They can't do that this time. This will be the fourth head coach since Gary Kubiak retired in 2016. You have to nail this. And you have to get a coach who's going to butts in the seats at mile high, who's going to sell tickets, who's going to get Russell Wilson fixed. But it's not just about Russell Wilson. It's about changing the culture in that locker room. This needs to be a home run hire. You need to aim for above what anyone thinks is capable or possible. Dan Quinn ain't it. I don't care what the people in the Denver media want. And quite frankly, that's coming from people who have sources inside the Broncos who want to keep their sources, so they want Dan Quinn. Little inside baseball. No, they need to nail this hire. Dan Quinn ain't it. If Dan Quinn is hired, Broncos country riots because that's not going to fix this organization. That's not going to get them back competing with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. 
getting them to compete with Justin Herbert and whoever else is going to be there. Because Justin Herbert's going to be John Elway with Dan Reeves as long as Brandon Staley is there. The Raiders. The Raiders are going to be Tom Brady and John Josh McDaniels. That's that's what Lloyd Christmas and the Raiders are going to become. I, I want that. Can I just say I want that? I, I watched Tom Brady the last last few weeks of the season and, and in their loss to the Cowboys uh, in the playoffs. Tom Brady isn't Tom Brady anymore. And nope. what have we been saying all along? We've said this forever. Father Time is undefeated. And while this game has gone on a long time between Father Tom and Time uh, Father Time and Tom Brady, that was tough to Father say, Tom. but I'm Father Father Tom. He's Grandpa Tom right now. Without a wife. And he's he is not the guy that he was when in Super Bowls, that Super Bowl that they won in Tampa Bay was really his last hurrah. And, and if he, he was, if away. he was smart, he would have walked away. But he couldn't do it. I understand competition. You're, you're, you want to keep still playing. Have his wife. But quite frankly, as as we sit sit here, I, I would love to see Tom Brady in a Raiders uniform next season because I know I and and. <laughs> I know I'm putting this out in the ether and could get slapped in the face with it, but I know he doesn't have it anymore. He just doesn't. And he'll have his moments. He'll have his his times where he shines a little bit. But if he's smart, he'll say, I'm done, and he'll move on. But I hope he ends up in Las Vegas playing in that toilet bowl and and losing games for him because that is what is going to happen. Now, to, to your point, I do want to just point out, that you said nice things about John Fox. I know you put a caveat on there, said you'd never forgive him, but you did say nice things about him, which is a little bit odd. It is. I've also had to say nice things about Andy Reid. But I just know Dan Quinn. That's not going to do it. You can't go the safe route. Don't go the safe hire. Go bold. Be Walmart money. Be Walmart. I mean, I know I... There's all kinds of jokes to make about Walmart, but they make $1.4 billion a day. Be that. Seriously, you could offer the Saints organization one day of profits from Walmart for Sean, for Sean Payton. It is a lot, but clearly they could afford it. So Maybe just one store? Yeah, you can have you can have one store like, profit. What there's a wall there's gotta be a Walmart in New Orleans. Oh yeah, sure. There there's probably multiple ones. So take the one take the one closest to Caesars, the Caesars. Why not give them the whole state? You can have all of the Walmarts in the state. There's still That's you know still hundreds of, of Walmarts across the country. So just take the Walmarts from Louisiana, you get their profits for the day. That's gotta be what at that point you might as well just buy the Saints. Hey, then you'd have the rights to Sean Payton. You could install him as the Broncos quarterback. There's all kinds of things. I, I kind of like where your head is at there. Uh, I don't know that Just that's going to no, happen. No Dan Quinn. I, I, think, that's a, I think that's a pretty uh, fair sentiment to have. I, I, I do think that Dan Quinn... Is just he just isn't the guy that's going to turn this ship around. And then when you're looking at this, the the other thing you have to examine here is who is a guy that that you believe in as someone who could turn this thing around. I think Sean Payton is one of those guys. And so if it's not Sean Payton, and I I do think that there's still too many things to work out. There's too many quirks. There's too many you know issues that uh, you you can't just say this is what's going to happen. But you can look at it from the perspective of if it's not Sean Payton then who should it be? Because that is the, that, I think that is not really Dan what, Quinn. well, yes, and not Dan Quinn. So we're going to, no Dan Quinn, we're going to eliminate that guy. He's out. 
if if you're asking me today, who's the guy that I would like the Denver Broncos to hire that isn't named Sean Payton? Because obviously Sean Payton's number one on our list. He was kind of my he was my one B, right? One A was Harbaugh, one B was Sean Payton. They were very close. I didn't care one way or the other, but I did have a preference. Now I don't have to have a preference. Sean Payton's the guy. But if they can't make that happen, if for whatever reason Mickey Loomis says that nah, the compensation isn't right or he ends up going to Los Angeles because the Chargers all of a sudden turn into a different organization and they become not the Chargers, I don't know how that would happen. If if something were to happen that Sean Payton decides, nah, I don't want to do this, who's the guy? For me, I want David Shaw. I want Shaw. I want the Stanford guy. I want the guy that comes from the Harbaugh coaching tree, if you will, who sort of followed him around, I think that I would I would appreciate that. And it seems as if he is he he quit his job in at Stanford because I think he wants to get back into the NFL. I think he was willing to follow Jim Harbaugh if he went into the NFL and, and go be a coordinator for him. He's well respected in the NFL. He's one of those guys that um people look at as this is a good football mind. This is a guy, this is a, a guy who can step into an organization and, and make some big changes if necessary. He doesn't have the weight of a Sean Payton hire, right? He doesn't bring that history, but I think he brings in that respect of players, coaches, uh, front office people. Everybody seems to like him. And that would, that would be the guy I would target. And he would be my, my second option here. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. I like David Shaw. I think he would be Sean Payton's offensive coordinator. I'd take that. That'd That's, be cool. Because they, they there's links between Sean Payton and David Shaw throughout the course of Shaw's tenure at Stanford. And Scotty, you mentioned Scotty earlier. Scotty asked Woody, because Woody Page tweeted out that Sean Payton is now the number one on the Broncos list. And Scotty said, well, what about David Shaw? Woody re- responded, OC, for why... Shaw interviewed for the Broncos. I would say D'Amico Ryans. That would be my number two because of what he's done with that San Francisco defense, the respect that he's earned among his players, and the fact that he has been learning from Kyle Shanahan. And maybe it's because of the Broncos' ties. I don't know. It, I, obviously, I do have futures tickets on the 49ers to win the <laughs> Super Bowl, but it's also the Broncos' ties. Like Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, all those guys, Christian McCaffrey grew up watching the Broncos, obviously, because of his dad. But aside from that, D'Amico Ryans, I mean, his defense is just in that defense. My God, every single level of that defense is fantastic. And I think he would immediately ch- come in and change the culture in Denver. That's a, and that's another key point here. The Nathaniel Hackett culture. I think what we witnessed at the end of the season after he was fired was a shift in culture. Obviously, Rosberg, Jerry, came, Jerry Rosberg came in and he he changed things. That was a team that looked like they could have competed throughout the season if Nathaniel Hackett wasn't the head coach. And uh, it is frustrating to say this, but I, I will put this out there and I've said it before. Vic Fangio takes, takes the Denver Broncos this year, this team, to the playoffs. Jerry Rosberg... Jerry Rosberg takes this team to the playoffs. For whatever reason, it is has been an impossible thing to admit for these Broncos for the Broncos front office, but everybody knows it. The reason you hired Nathaniel Hackett was to bring in Aaron Rodgers. That's what you thought was going to entice Aaron Rodgers to get him to come to Denver. 
and it didn't work, and you you flipped the script, and you went and got Russell Wilson, and obviously we have to have that discussion about what is Russell Wilson now? Can he become the Russell Wilson of old? Will he fit in certain systems? But you thought you could still make it work by bringing in Russell Wilson, even though you hired a guy that, let's face it, was hot, was fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars four years ago. He went from fired by the Jaguars four years ago to the head coach of the Denver Broncos. And I ate it up. I think most people in Broncos country ate it up. We believed I in did. it. He seemed like a nice guy. He was kind of quirky and weird, but he was like enthusiastic. And it felt like that's what the Denver Broncos needed. And it just, now he's just cringe goofy. Just cringe goofy instead, which you would have thought would have worked with Russell Wilson, who was also cringe goofy. But I th- I don't think you can have two cringe goofy guys in the same room. So I, I'm sure that's why it didn't work. No, I, Jim Harbaugh's cringe goofy. He is. So that that would have worked. That would have worked. I agree. That's true. I'll get okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it is important to look at the head coaching hire and think, will this work with Russell Wilson? And I'm not going to do the whole, oh, they they can move on from Russell Wilson after this or after that. Or, but stop it. Stop doing that. Russell Wilson is the quarterback moving forward. Make it work. Make it work. That's what I want. I don't want to watch another year of, well, how can we get out from under his contract? If that's what we're doing for another football season, I don't know if I can do it. I'll root for my team, but it's going to be tough to feel like, oh, I got to put up with another. I don't have as many years left as I used to. I can't keep waiting, and it's been too long. So make it work. Hire a guy that wants to work with Russell Wilson, who will put Russell Wilson in a position to be successful, who will make it work work. Stop telling me that you can move on from Russ after a certain amount of time or whatever. That's not what I want to hear. I want to hear playoffs in 2023. That's what I want to hear for 2024 because of the way the calendar works or whatever. I don't want to hear about, well, we can move on from Russ after this season or after this or whatever. Knock it off. I'm I'm done with that junk. But I also want it to be about changing the culture in that locker room. This is an irrelevant franchise this is a losing franchise this is a franchise that has created apathy in its fan base is dan quinn gonna do that is he gonna come in and change that let's see what happens against his defense when he goes against kyle shanahan and this offense on sunday in the nfc divisional playoffs then tell me that you want this defense obviously i'm skeptical is that what we're calling that skepticism? Yeah, I like. I, I agree on Sunday, that. yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical <laughs> on Sunday, and I don't like the Cowboys. <laughs> but is is that is that what's going to come in and, and change this culture? I I mean, it's I I what's running through my head anytime I hear the name or see the name Dan Quinn, I think of Larry David in that GIF where he's like, eh, eh. Meh. Yeah, if if you're a no, that's not gonna move the needle at all. Greg Penner needs to move the needle. I want to beat the Chiefs. I want this winning streak to end. I want Patrick Mahomes to finally have a loss against the Denver Broncos. It's not gonna change anything. He's still gonna be their owner. Like now, anytime the Chiefs make jokes about the things that Patrick Mahomes owns, the Denver Broncos are on the list. Obviously, one win or two is not going to change it. But Dan Quinn isn't doing that. I think it's an important point uh, for all of us 
as members of Broncos country to remember the the change has to be real. The the change in the locker room has to be real. The players have to buy in and you have to have a guy who is going to hold players accountable. The the reason it worked with Jerry Rosberg at the end of the season is because the players respected him and and they believed in what he was doing and he seemed like he knew what he was doing. Players know when a guy isn't the guy. I, I think that's really what it boils down to. Football players know when a coach is garbage. Fo- professional football players know when a guy can get it done. And they just knew that Nathaniel Hackett was garbage, and they played like that the whole season. And when you bring in a guy who isn't garbage, who has a good philosophy, who understands the game, who knows how to put players in a position to be successful, that isn't just about being goofy and having fun and we're going to score some tutties and da-da-da. No, man, you didn't get it. You did not understand the assignment. You did not know what you were doing. And not to harp on Nathaniel Hackett here, but quite frankly... Worst coach in Broncos history. Hiring Nathaniel Hackett, I think, needs to be more of an indictment of of George Payton. 100%. He shouldn't be around. And and now that you have an ownership group that seems to want to bring in a guy like Sean Payton, you don't need George Payton because you've already got a Payton if, if you're bringing in Sean Payton, who you think can be successful. And if you really want another Peyton, you can just bring in Peyton Manning. Just have him stop by and say hello. And honestly, I'm not going to do the whole, I remember we would get excited about, oh, Peyton Manning, possibly an owner, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, go do your TV thing. I, I'm happy for Peyton Manning's success. He's he's doing fine, whatever. I, I don't think he necessarily is the savior that the Broncos need either. It's That's, that's sort of a dream, right? That's that, like, we believed that was what was going to happen under Elway. And it did for a little while. And then it didn't. And when it stopped, it stopped. And I just don't, I don't want that for Peyton Manning. I don't want the legacy of Peyton Manning as a Bronco to be tarnished because of how he did as a, a front office guy or whatever. And I feel like that's sort of what happened with John Elway. And I know I get killed in the comments section on Mile High Report by a few people who every time I write an article, they come in and get mad at me about John Elway because I wrote an article about John Elway and I stand by that article. There were there were things out there that, about him that made me cringe. It was also cringy and disappointing. So I, I get that. But bring in the guy that the players are going to look at and go, okay, I, I'm going to follow this guy. This guy knows what he's doing. I respect him. He's done it before. I'm going to follow this guy. If you don't bring in somebody who is respected by the players, it's not going to matter who you bring in. It's not going to work. The savior for the Broncos needs to be Greg Penner. He's the owner. He's the guy who's going to make it happen. And this is his first chance, his first chance to show that everything that he said in London and everything that he said in that news conference wasn't just BSPR. Prove it. I've written this two times now at milehighreport.com. Prove it. Stop saying it and prove it. You hired Dan Quinn, you're not proving anything. You're proving that you're taking the safe route. Be bold. Do something big. Do something that's going to change your organization, that's going to get the the fans fired up one way or another. There's a lot of people who don't agree with the hiring of Sean Payton. I think that's a lot of it because of the media spinning so hard for Dan Quinn for whatever reason. Don't listen to them. Be bold. Do something big. The franchise needs it. This is a losing franchise. You want to stop being the Cleveland Browns? Stop being the Cleveland Browns and hire a guy who's been there, done it, and going to do it again. 